I feel like I totally lost my mind, which is a good thing, right? Like, like just dying to old, you know, thinking patterns and, and habits and stuff. Like, it's so crazy. Like, I feel like a different person. And, um, this has happened like several times since I got saved. And, uh, yeah, not always after like a really hard fall or something. Sometimes just from like, just like pressing in and, and, and sometimes just from like random, seemingly random like encounters with the Lord. Um, but this has happened before. And, uh, yeah, I just don't feel, like, bound. I don't feel, like, held down. And, um, like, I want to help people. It's cool. I, um, I worked a really full day. I set my alarm for, um, I got some things slapping around in the back of the van. I hope it's not too loud. It might be kind of loud. I really never listen to these. Sometimes I do. Maybe like twice a year. But, um, yeah, I, I woke up a little after three. And uh, I was kind of just pumped. I really wasn't that tired. And I was like, man, we're going to go do this thing. And I threw my stuff in the van and just took off. Um went to Fergus Falls, shoveled the roof at like 4.30 in the morning, <laughs> and uh, then I waited for Perkins to open at 6, there was one other guy out there, he looked like he was getting kind of ornery, he was just hanging out by the door like five minutes before they opened, I was like, this guy's got stuff to do, I do too, so then I went and joined him. But I, I waited until they opened the door. I didn't I didn't know how they would take that if I was just standing out there. I feel like they thought he was mad or something, but he was a regular. So we were kind of just talking to the uh, waitress lady. And then, um, yeah, I'm just, I guess right now, probably for the next minute and a half, I'm just going to be giving you guys a rundown of like, a whole order of events today, but, uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm really tired, but I'm not, and it's cool, like, and being off of, like, smoking weed, and off of cigarettes, and not watching porn, or masturbating, like, at all, like, I, I have way more energy, like, I, I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like a crazy person in a good way. So, anyways, went uh, <laughs> went to New York Mills and got rolling on that. Um, the lady had told me that uh, the back. I was. I don't even know if she like said it wrong. I think I just. I should have asked more questions, but 
I was thinking what we were doing on the front, it was about the same size on the back. And it was not. The back was like double the size. So I shoveled everything and then I started steaming. I I was steaming for like four hours. I quoted this lady at a thousand bucks and then she paid 800 cash. Um, but I mean, really it was like a $1,500 job. So <laughs> like, she got a really good deal, which is good, you know? But um, I learned I learned stuff, you know, because like I've never steamed an ice dam in my life before this these last like three weeks, you know. So it's been this process of like figuring out how long stuff takes, and I don't always give people a set price. A lot of times I'll be like, yeah, this will be like six hundred to nine hundred dollars. I won't charge you more than nine hundred, regardless of the amount of time it takes. And why I say that. It's, <laughs> it's to get the sale, I guess. If I want them to feel comfortable, like I'm not, they're not just going to see me come out and be like, yeah, it was a real, you know what show out there. It's going to be two grand. I know I said 200 bucks, but it's a mess, man. You got you had a really bad deal out there. We fixed it though. And, <laughs> like I could never do that to somebody. And I hear about people doing that. I couldn't even charge somebody a hundred dollars more than I told them. It was going to be, you know. I've had a couple things with gutter jobs where we start ripping the old gutters off and find rotting wood underneath, and that that we've got to fix, you know. But uh, with stuff like this, I just, I I couldn't do it. If I told somebody I'm not going to charge you more than $700, I just, I would not feel right about that, even if it took longer. So this, this job, I got done at probably like, 130 or so and then the next people the lady that I was talking to um, this lady's in Brainerd but she just works at this factory not a factory um, but a big plumbing heating HVAC company and anyways they had water coming in so I sent her a message I was like hey I'm running a little late I'll be there by 330 I rolled up at like 3.32. It was really good. That, I feel like that in my head is part of what keeps me on track, is actually giving them like a set time, right? <laughs> because it gets pretty close sometimes. So I guess I was two minutes late. I was two hours and two minutes late. <laughs> so I went to uh, Fleet Farm, loaded up on uh, the stuff I need, it's basically like diesel, but it's kerosene. It's 1K kerosene. And to buy two and a half gallons, it was $25, but now that it's winter time, it's like $36 for this stuff. And I burned through one of those in an hour. So when I'm running that ice dam machine, just the you know, just the fuel is like 36 bucks an hour. <laughs> So I'm trying to get better at bidding these jobs correctly, taking all that into consideration. Um, and so I go out to this job, and there's these guys hanging out, you know, and they're just kind of like, I don't know what it was. They were just <laughs> like, they just, you know, they were just like the most stereotypical HVAC heating, cooling guys ever. 
you know, and they're just hanging out outside the shop, like, this is Minnesota, yeah, it's cold out, oh, this guy's coming over to look at the roof, we're just going to talk to him for a bit, we're really just waiting around till 5 o'clock, hoping we don't get any more calls so we can go home, you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, man, the boss lives in Florida, sure it's not around here, yeah, doesn't know a thing about what he's talking about, dude dude has no clue. He wants you to shovel. You need to get up there and steam those ice dams. <laughs> they're like, they're not the decision makers, you know, but they're just like sharing all this stuff with me. And, and it was just funny. They're like the most stereotypical guys. It was really just one guy I talked to, but it, it was funny. You know, he's just kind of like, it's kind of in like a bad mood, but kind of in a good mood because it's Friday, you know, and he's about to go home. But I, I guess what happened is they had water come in through the roof, right, from the ice dams, and this lady's laptop was sitting right under where it was, and they must have been out doing something, and they come back, and her laptop is soaked, it's like done for, they couldn't do anything with it, so that's when they called me, (laughs) I'm like, man, that's rough, I've never heard of that before in my life, that was a really inconvenient spot to leave that laptop, so hopefully this fixed it. But yeah, so then I was out there from like 3:30 to 8:30, 8:45 or so, and uh, I feel like I like it, it was so fun because everybody was gone. It was like nighttime, right? And I was I just started worshiping and singing, and I'm up on the roof, and it's like there's nobody around. Like this place is kind of back out in the woods, you know. Like, not like it's on somebody's private property. It's, it's still, like, business property, but it was outside of town. And I was just jamming, man. Just, oh. And I'm, and I'm going for, like, 10, 15 minutes, and pretty soon I'm just speaking in tongues and just, Shabra Galalala Mandele! Hallelujah! Oh, how great! is our God, you know, just like jamming, and then I realized, I'm like, why wasn't I doing this before, like, I should have been doing this three weeks ago, and then I thought about it, I'm like, I should have been doing this, like, the whole year, and I'm like, wow, like, the enemy really tried to oppress me, and keep me just, just stuffed down, man, and, uh, it's cool to not have that. And then I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm probably doing this because there's nobody here. I'm just going to do this at people's houses. I'm just going to be out there singing and praying and like, it's like whatever, man. They're in the house. They'll probably hear me a little bit, but like, that's fine. <laughs> so I was, I was having fun. And then uh, I probably had 20 minutes or half an hour left on this thing, Uh, my snowblower broke, so I didn't, I left a huge pile of snow on the sidewalk, it's like a 60 foot long, 5 foot high pile of snow on their sidewalk, and I'm hoping they're okay with that, because I was like, man, I could shovel this, I have shoveled this, like there's been many days where I've shoveled this for like 10 bucks an hour, but I'm just not going to do it, and uh, so I'm going to send the lady a message, Um, and I gave them kind of a bigger, I gave them a discount because of that, but they could have a plow truck come do it for a hundred bucks, 
he'd knock it out in 10 minutes and take me like three hours. <laughs> I was like, no. Uh, but anyways, I was finishing the roof in the back and I ran out of gas. My, um, I'm learning more about like what's actually happening in my body at these times. So basically my, my, um, blood sugar crashed, blood pressure went down and I just felt like completely depleted and I had like, you know, what would have been probably, I probably, if it was the beginning of the day, it could have been like 15 minutes I could have got it done, but I realized I was running out of gas and I, and it, but it's like, when that happens and we're doing something, whether it's like running in a race or like just working, doing some type of ministry thing, like when our body goes into that kind of, oh wow, that guy had a really loud car, that scared me, he was like flying man, I'm like certain you guys heard that, that, that came out of nowhere, um, but yeah, when you run out of gas, it just kind of leaves room for God to move, man, and it's the coolest thing, and um, like I wasn't trying to fast, but I kind of got into that fasted state just because I was working all day, and I ate meals, I ate a lot today, but I, I did not keep up in that last however long, and I, I think it took me about another half hour, but it was just fun, even that last little bit, I was like, yeah, you know, because it's like you can just barely move, and like your muscles aren't doing what they what you're telling them to, and everything is so slow, because there's just nothing left. And uh, and it's cool because it got done, you know? And it's like, that was the presence of God, man. Like, when we're weak, he's strong. And, uh, and then I literally get down to where I've got, like, I'm not kidding, less than two minutes left shoveling this roof. There's a little pile left to take off. And I drop my shovel off the roof. And it's only like five feet down. I was planning to jump anyway. But in order to get back up, I'd have to walk all the way around to the other side and grab my shovel. And I think I just quick, like, processed it. And I was like, dude, no way am I going back there. So I just, like, got down on all fours and started dog shoveling. You know how dogs dig a hole? I was, like, digging through the rest of the snow on the roof and just started tearing it up with my hands. I'm like, if somebody saw this, they would think I was the weirdest person ever. But if, if they would understand what happened, they'd be like, oh, he dropped his shovel. He's going to finish with his hands, you know. That's smart. But it, it was just, yeah. And then I kept falling down, too, on that back side of the roof, the last part I was doing. Not that I was falling off the roof, but I kept just just landing like hard just like smack because it was slow slippery I'm like dude if somebody was watching this they would think like they would think I was drunk I don't know and then I I fell off my ladder too I've so I don't know why I thought this was a good idea I was like there's just enough ladder in between this building or there's just enough room in between this building for me to put my ladder and my ladder's like two inches from the edge of this, uh, you know, like four foot drop off. 
rock wall thing. Not rock wall, but like masonry stones. And I, I'm going to do the first ice dam, and they're big chunks. And it, and I, I just, I remember thinking like, as I was getting, I didn't know when it was going to fall because I was just steaming, but I knew this big like 100-pound chunk of ice is about to fall off. And like five seconds before it fell, I thought, you know, if that hits this ladder, I might fall backwards off this ledge. And I'm like 10 feet in the air, like where my feet are, right? And uh, (laughs) that is exactly what happened. And it fell and it hit it and it was like slow motion. And I had the steamer in one hand, so it's really hard to like, you're also trying not to burn yourself in the face. So I just kind of like felt felt myself flying backwards and and I I think I kind of like turned and I was able to aim for the snowbank and I just stuck myself down in the snowbank but I, my feet were 10 feet off the ground and I was like no way dude like that was the lord too like that should have been bad and uh and then I <laughs> I went and got the other ladder and uh and that was way better. That was a lot more efficient. Didn't even fall off one time, man. <laughs> but uh, I think I think no matter how much rambling I do, there always seems to be a general theme, you know. And it's like when we're doing stuff like in a place of worship. When we're serving God, somebody said, uh, somebody said to me recently, they're like a lot of these words in the Bible where it says worship, it's actually just translated that way. What it actually was in the original text was serving. And they go hand in hand a lot of the times. Like worshiping God is just serving God, man. Like you can be serving God at your workplace, man. You can be serving God in the way you treat your family friends. You can be serving God the way you communicate with the people at the bank when you go to the bank. Like, it's really cool. And like doing this, uh, like working with that uh, mentality, it's so different. Like, this today, this is probably... Yeah, by the time I get home, this is like a 21-hour day. Like, I've been like, woke up, left the house, did all this stuff, and and now I'm walking back in like 21 hours later. And, um, man, I feel good. It's not drugs, it's it's not anything like that. Um... Just following the Holy Spirit. It's really, really cool. So I think that was the main theme in this. Like, I could have, like, if I wasn't in a good place, all of the things that went on today, like, I could have a totally different story about it in my head right now. You know, I could be like, Oh, yeah, man, I had to wake up at 3 in the morning, and then I did this thing, and and uh, drove all over the place, and 
the first job, I underbid it by $800, so I felt like I was there all day, and I almost showed up late to this second job, and, and then my feet were freezing, they were totally numb, so I had to go back in my truck and warm up my boot, you know, and like, and then I fell off my ladder, and then I fell off the roof, or fell on the roof, you know, and, and then my snowblower broke, like, it's a whole different thing, right, because like, all those things happen. But, like, it's a day. Man, our perspective is so huge. And, like, why we're doing the stuff that we're doing. Um, it's crazy. It's really crazy. And I like, I like being able to see it the way that the Lord sees it. It's amazing. A lot of the times the way that we're trained to think about stuff growing up is not the way God's thinking about it at all, man. Like, no complaining. Like, Jesus didn't complain one time. Boom. So he's telling us, you don't have to complain one time. If you do, you just pick up where you left off and keep going. But it's not the will of God that you complain. It's not. No matter what happens, if you get in a car accident, if somebody dies that you love that's close to you, if you get a kidney stone, if if you fall off a roof, that's really an unusual one that doesn't apply to most people. It doesn't matter what it is, man. If somebody's yelling at you at work, you know, like... Jesus wouldn't complain at all, man. He'd pray for the hurting people and give thanks to the Father. Like, we can do that, man. We can live that way. And the people, I was talking about this a little bit in the past few weeks, the people you can think about in your life that are like totally just lit up and they just love Jesus and they're like just some of the happiest people. Like think think about who some of those people are for a second. Like the reason they're that way, one of the reasons is like continual thanksgiving to God and just staying in a place of gratitude because they know that complaining is sin. Like even just a little thing. And um, even to the point where they're aware of it where if they have a thought and they realize they're letting it linger in their head and it's been five minutes, ten minutes, even though they haven't said a complaint, but there's a complaint in their head, they begin to thank God in their head if they're in a situation where they're not thanking God out loud and they begin to totally let the Lord change their mind in that situation. Like, that's how we win, man. That's that's how we do it. And um, a lot of this stuff is so, so simple, but actually learning it and practicing it and walking in it continually can be like, that's not like it's the hardest thing ever, but it's to say like, that's what we're trying to figure out, man. Like, that's what we're trying to do. Like, that's, that's the goal, man. Like, we want to live 
like Jesus, we want to be able to, with the presence of God in us, reach people with the love of God, with the power of God, so that they can live a free life, so that they can know the Lord and do the same thing. Like, <clears throat> so he's not mad at us if we're, if we're messing up or if we don't understand something. Even if we do understand something and we're just choosing to be a dirtbag. Like, he's not like getting mad at us, changing his mind back and forth. Like, he's not having an up and down day. And he's saying, like, we don't have to have an up and down day. Even if we do make a mistake. Even if we're at work and we do yell at somebody. Or we do, like, talk back in some setting or manner, you know? Um... He's saying, like, even in that, like, don't let that be your day and don't let that be your life. There was a moment there. And the way you feel is, is for a reason you don't feel good. It's so that you can learn something. And you just kind of take that and move on, man. Um, and people say it's a lot easier said than done. But, man, with practice, that can become our first response and it's amazing so that was a that was 25 minutes I feel like that flew by I'm like so my brain is like I'm tired but I'm not but I can tell like half of it seems like it's just not really doing anything it's just kind of there <laughs> I was talking to Dylan and Mason Pullis and I, I think I was on the phone for like 20 minutes and then Dylan's like, he said something to Mason and I'm like, wait, are you with somebody else right now? And he's like, yeah, my brother. And I was like, what? So then he, he put it on speaker and then we were all, you know, we were all talking for a little bit and uh, it was really good. That flew by too though. Um, I think we're done. I think this is it. I'm just going to keep driving. Just keep swimming, Nemo. I could put that on the company shirts, maybe. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, God bless you guys. And uh, whether you're going to work, going to school, maybe neither. Like focus on in the mundane everyday things of life being able to live with a supernatural perspective and a grateful perspective because um, that's what Jesus was doing and that's what we can do in the Holy Ghost <laughs> so anyways God bless you guys have a good night